0: Hi, this is Ken Robinson. Get ready for a great conversation. But remember, every Tuesday, there's a new edition of Audio Antiques from the K-Rob Collection, featuring highlights from the golden age of American radio, on many of these same podcast platforms. Bring your finances into the 21st century with a My Checking account at Nationwide Bank, powered by Axos. My Checking is designed so you can bank on your terms. This account offers unlimited domestic ATM fee reimbursements, no monthly maintenance fees, and no minimum balance requirements. Nationwide Bank offers Direct Deposit Express so you can receive your paycheck up to two days earlier. Plus, there's a free app so you can bank on your phone no matter where you are. Open a new My Checking account at krobcollection.com and receive $20.00. If you are a new Nationwide or Axos Bank customer and deposit $500 into your account within 90 days. Nationwide is on your side with a $20 gift for opening a free my checking account powered by Axos. Get full details at krobcollection.com.
1: Welcome to Sunday Digest, an award-winning public affairs presentation of 99.5 WGAR. Get ready for a half hour of interesting conversation with veteran Cleveland
0: broadcaster Ken Robinson. And now, here's Ken and Sunday Digest. And good morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Digest. Glad to have you along. Today we're going to focus on young people. How would you like to have a job helping Cleveland teenagers? We're going to hear from Karam Hasruni of the Westside Ecumenical Ministry, we're going to get the latest on their AmeriCorps program. Also, a Canton hospital has sparked a statewide effort to save the lives of newborn babies. It's all coming up on Sunday Digest. Don't you dare go away. But first, rap music. Let me clean. A Strongsville dad has started a one-man crusade to keep raunchy rap from being sold to minors. John Motley joins us now. He's a manager at PPG Industries in Cleveland. And John, this all started when your daughter bought a rap CD at the mall?
2: Right, back in uh, June. She'd been wanting this uh, m M&M and CD for quite a long time. Everyone in her uh, fourth grade class was, was talking about it. And uh, she'd been pestering me, so I said, finally, we're going to the mall. I'm going to Walden Books. Here's your 20 bucks. Go buy your CD. And she walked in the store, bought the CD, and uh, brought it home. And then uh, she invited all the neighborhood friends uh, over and, and her, her six-year-old brother. And they went down the basement, and they started playing this thing. And uh, she comes up for air you know, a little bit later, and I asked her, you know, well, how is it? She says, it's okay, but it's got a couple of dirty words. And I said, well, what do you mean dirty words? And went downstairs, grabbed the CD, and played it. And I was amazed. I was just totally shocked by the content, the very first track. Is, is totally offensive, and the whole thing it goes down from there. It's uh, it's got um, lyrics about uh, raping women. He's he's murdering his wife and one. Uh, he's describing sexual acts. Uh, it, it's laced with profanity. It's just really a very offensive CD. And uh, they they sold it to my uh, yeah, she was nine at the time to my nine year old daughter all by herself.
0: Did you ever realize uh, such coarse language was was on a lot of these rap CDs?
2: You know, no, I didn't, and um, that's partly my responsibility. I understand, but uh, this is my oldest daughter, and uh, she's just getting into this. You know, she's been buying Britney Spears and Spice Girls and that kind of thing. So this is our first exposure to this kind of music. You know, back I haven't bought a CD probably for 20 years, or back then they were LPs or 8 tracks I guess. But uh, I ne- had no idea this kind of content was in the the music. And, uh, and I am learning that it is very, uh, it's all over the place. Um, and I'm finding that a lot of parents also don't know uh, how bad this music is.
0: Well, you, you walk in a record store and, and basically all the rap records have these parental advisory stickers on the back of them. It's, sure. it's, it's hard to find any uh, rap records that don't have, uh, you know, the parental advisory sticker. Right.
2: Well, the, you know, the thing about the parental advisory, too, is that, that most parents don't know what that means. There's no education program. Um, to tell parents that this can mean this, you know, describing how bad this can be. I mean, parents know what an R rating means, or a PG thirteen, or, or you know, a PG rating in a movie, but they don't know what a parental advisory label means. And the fact that uh, the industry is doing a rotten job educating parents, and then that stores are still selling this stuff to kids. In fact, if you did, you see the FTC report that came out in September. It was um, on violence in the media, and it covered uh, CDs also and, and rap music. And they said that in a, a mystery shopper study they did where they sent the kids into 400 different stores across the country, 85% of the time they could buy the CD without being questioned, 85% of the time. So it's not just a, a problem I'm having out in Strongville uh, because this happened, you know, we did our own mystery shopper after we, she bought the CD at the, uh, the mall. I, I brought her to um, two other stores in our community that sold those kind of CDs and she did the same thing there. In fact, over the summer, I've sent her in, she's bought eight copies of this, the CD all by herself, never been turned down.
0: Wow! Now, for for parents who aren't familiar, I, I can you equate it to the uh, movie ratings? Let's say a lot of parents are concerned about their kids getting in to see maybe an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Is it yeah, Can you equate maybe an R-rated movie to some of the the, the music that's out there? Well, uh, the, from what I've
2: heard, especially the Eminem CD, it, it's closer to an NC-17, even a hard hard R. Um, it just—it's—it's uh, worse than that. If you listen to the music and you understand it, you know. And no kids aren't buying it because of the violence, because of the sexual content and the, you know, the profanity. They're buying it because that's the popular music today. But um, you know, I still think it has an effect. Uh, if not immediately, it has a long-term effect on kids.
0: You're listening to Sunday Digest on FM ninety nine five W i R. I'm Ken Robinson. Right now, we're talking to John Motley. He's a Strongsville dad. Who started a one man crusade to keep raunchy rap music, those rap records with the parental advisory stickers on them, from being sold to minors? You know, there's been efforts to keep kids from buying cigarettes and to mm-hmm. keep kids from buying alcoholic beverages. Exactly. Why no campaign to keep kids from buying, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> rap CDs that have, uh, you know, promote violence and. Uh, uh, sexual activity and, and those kinds of things,
2: well, you make a valid point. you know we have laws to protect our kids from um, materials that can harm their bodies. We have nothing to protect our kids, protect our kids from items that can harm their minds and their souls that 's why I see it and i and part of the argument I get is is that um, you know it 's parents responsibility um, to monitor this and I say well why don 't you put a parental advisory label on on whiskey and on cigarettes, and let parents police that also because they you know those items also don 't have an immediate effect on children at least harm harmful in most cases, it's just like the music. And I think with the music, people are afraid of the um, supposed First Amendment rights of these artists to pander this kind of stuff to our kids. And, yeah, if you look at the Supreme Court um, rulings, they do have a right to make this music, and they do have a right to sell it to adults. And you as an adult have every right to buy that kind of music. But our kids need to be protected from that kind of thing because their minds aren't mature enough. They're still in that formative process. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm running into um, brick walls, it seems, trying to get something done. Um, there is a state law that was um, written to protect kids from obscene and harmful materials, and, and this uh, the lyrics and the content on the CD is definitely uh, in, in the state law. It, says, uh, it d- defines what harmful is.
0: But apparently the law is not being enforced.
2: Not that I know of. I know it's not being enforced in Cuyahoga County, um, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I don't have the legal resources to um, to, to research this. But um, it doesn't seem to be, and uh, from what I hear, uh, my community doesn't want to enforce it.
0: Now, you've launched a personal campaign. What would you like to see happen?
2: Well, I started out, and it, perhaps I was naive. Um, I started out asking them to enforce the state law, and I thought they would do it the day I asked them to do it because it was so clear in my mind. Um, I'd like to see the state law enforce, and if if they're, and if what's happening in Strongsville is indicative of what's going to happen in other communities, I'd like to see a specific law that that some states have tried to pass that bans the sale and distribution of music with the parental advisory label to minors. It's very easy to enforce that kind of a law. It's very, very clear and very succinct.
0: Not complicated, pretty easy to understand.
2: Right now, Some states have tried. In fact, um, I think Georgia actually had a a majority vote in favor in their state house, but uh, for some reason Georgia needs a supermajority, I guess. Uh, They needed like two-thirds of the vote to get it passed the other problem is you get um, the lobbyists uh, from the entertainment industry come in, and the ACLU comes in, and they lobby uh, the state house when this uh, kind of a law hits. Now, State Senator Spade, I think, um, who represents my area, called me and he said, um, John, you know, whatever we can do to help you on this, I fully support you.
0: Have you heard from any other politicians?
2: No. No, I haven't. My, um, uh, I, I have spoken to a couple of council members in Strong'sville, and they say they support me, but... Um, I don't know they're 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 hesitant, and I don't want to say bad things about them because i I believe they're good people, but they're hesitant to um enforce this law because it it, it can open a whole can of worms that they don't want to um necessarily uh open they're afraid that it will be sued well it
0: seems like a, a pretty logical concept. I mean, you walk into any convenience store or drug store and they have a big sign up saying, We card we want to sell any liquor to anyone uh under thirty or we want to uh, we want to sell cigarettes to anybody under thirty. Uh, if you can't prove, you know what what age you are. If you look like you're under thirty, we're not going to sell this to you. Why are people reluctant to have the same kind of standards for for music?
2: Again, it falls back down to the to the First Amendment, and they believe that um, they they have a freedom to listen to whatever they want to and uh, to publish whatever they want to. But you know, I say the same thing. You know, my, my daughter could not walk into a store and buy a copy of Penthouse or Hustler. Uh, and that aren't we infringing on uh, the uh, you know, Larry uh, Flint's rights, the to, to published hustler, by not letting my daughter buy that and infringing on her rights? And I think you and I would would argue that no, she, my ten year old should not be able to buy those magazines. But what, and I say, what's the difference between pornographic written material and pornographic music? In my mind, there is no difference, and, and I, it's hard. It, it's it's just difficult. Um, people think music is, is art, and um, it, it, it's just it's just music to dance to. But they don't realize that kids are exposed to 10, 15, 20 hours of this stuff every week and that it will have an effect. You know, it will desensitize them. It makes them, you know, dehumanizes them, makes them used to that kind of uh, behavior. And it's not right.
0: Well, have you had any uh, uh, response from residents in, in your area in, in Strongsville saying that, uh, you know, they support you?
2: Yes. Everyone I've spoken to um, supports me and says, you know, John, you're doing a great job. I support you. Let me know how I can help. I've had no resident tell me uh, otherwise. Um, I think the problem is you know, parents are so busy nowadays. I've spoken to a couple that said that they had the same problem. They've experienced exactly the same thing. And, and they went back to the store and complained, but that's as far as they took it. And uh, I, I took it a little further, uh, and now it's, <laughs> it, unfortunately, it's become a crusade. And so they basically ignored me in the beginning. So they've, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pursuing it now as a matter of principle. Because I know in my household there's no way this stuff will ever be you know, purchased or listened to. But I think uh, you know, we don't live in sheltered household anymore my daughter interacts with kids that are being exposed to this and it's, it's going to affect her it's going to affect, affect my household so yeah there is there is support it's um but people are i don't know it's hard to get people to jump on the bandwagon and i, I haven't asked people to join a picket of these stores but i guess if i, if I pursued it, i probably could
0: how does your daughter feel about the crusade
2: <laughs> she she rolls her eyes um she she's not very supportive uh in fact, I have to bribe her when I do my mystery shopping. I said if you buy uh you buy my m and m c d for me, I'll let you buy a Britney Spears or something to that effect um she's being some of the kids in her class are ridiculing her and saying her dad's crazy um she in fact she whenever we hear uh one of the m and m c ds or, or tracks that's been cleaned up and they play on some of the radio stations I, you know, I change the channel immediately and they always
3: oh dad you
2: know. So she, she's not really supportive. But I think she understands my, my heart's in the right place.
0: Now, I guess a, lo- a lot of parents say, well, boy, when I was growing up, uh, rock and roll was, was evil. It was terrible music. My parents hated it. I don't want to be the same kind of parent my parents were. Right. Is there a correlation there, or are times really different?
2: I think times are different. Um, these artists today, if you want to call them that, uh, continue to push the envelope. They, they, they try to come out with things that are, are shocking. And I think they've finally passed a line. They've, they've passed a line where it's no longer funny, it's no longer um, um, shocking. I think it's a line where it's harmful. Yeah, and I don't want to be like my parents were either. And uh, I, I can't imagine, though, what music will be like in 10 years if we don't do anything now. I, I cannot imagine.
0: And what Something, a, w-
2: something has to happen.
0: And, and what effect do you think this will have over kids over the long term?
2: Well, I think uh, unedited or... Um, unbridled access to this stuff has a negative effect. If they listen to this continually, they start to think that, uh, you know, murder and rape and sodomy and all these things are normal. And they start treating other people and other children that way. And, uh, you know, it's hard to put your finger on one incident in a child's life and say, ah, listening to that Marilyn Manson CD made the kids at Columbine, you know, uh, take out their classmates. You can't say that, but it, it, it's a continual effect of all this, um, harmful material in our society and the entertainment industry that um, affects our kids.
0: All right. John Motley of Strongsville. He wants laws on the books banning stores from selling CDs with parental restrictions to minors. Up next, how would you like to get paid for helping Cleveland youngsters? Stay tuned. This is Sunday Digest. Here's Ken Robinson. The Westside Ecumenical Ministry here in Cleveland provides positive programs for teenagers on the city's west and east sides. They're looking for folks who want to make a difference in the community by joining their AmeriCorps program. On the line with us now is Karam Hasrouni of the Westside Ecumenical Ministry located on Detroit Avenue. First of all, Karam, tell us about your organization.
3: Well, the Westside Ecumenical Ministry hosts 16 centers currently on the west side of Cleveland. And we have teenagers between the ages of 12 to 18 visit one of our teen centers, uh, and they basically get help with homework, tutoring, computer literacy, uh, goal setting programming, and we also reward them for that. Uh, we take them on field trips to Great Lakes Science Center, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Six Flags Ohio, uh, and different places like that to reward them for their help in uh, maintaining high grades. And such, and we also have dances at least once a month at least once a month um the The way to get in is a copy of the report card, and we uh take the report card every month and try to see improvements and help them out throughout the um school year
0: so this uh, AmeriCorps program basically uh rewards kids for for doing the right thing
3: exactly exactly That's now a little information on the um on the job um AmeriCorps members can be over the age of eighteen years old with the high school diploma. Um, they get a stipend. Um, the stipend is full-time members get a $4,725 grant, and the part-time members get $2,362 grant. Okay. And the full-time members receive $9,000 in their living expenses, and part-time members receive $4,500 in their living expenses.
0: Now, living expenses?
3: yeah Well, it's uh, basically... Throughout the year, uh, besides the grant, we give them a $9,000 full-time. If they're full-time, they get $9,000 as a living expense, just a stipend. Uh, we, can't, we don't call it a salary. It's just a living um, allowance for them to have um, while they're doing their services.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. So they can make a, a, a tidy buck and also uh, uh, do a good thing. Exactly. While they're working. Yes. Oh, okay. A- and uh, this is basically geared to, uh, I guess, older students who, who want to who want to help out
3: Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, any other requirements? Well, any kind of uh, uh I guess personal requirements that uh... Applicants well, they have, be, have? they have to be
3: they have to mo- be motivated, goal orientated and service-oriented.
0: What are the uh, working hours?
3: Uh basically after school um from 2:30 to 7:30 and then a couple hours uh a day for office hours during the school day.
0: Now, how important is this to the community?
3: we uh, at wesham we're trying to expand our programming to almost everyone, and AmeriCorps especially helps out the teenagers on the West side and moving into the east side uh, it's very important to have a strong community in Cleveland because there are so many diverse people in Cleveland. Uh, we have <clears throat> different cultures coming in, and to make that unity between the cultures and um, having the kids and the youth that we serve educated on different cultures and and helping each other out, because most of the kids that come into our teen centers uh, do community service projects that help out people less fortunate than they are or at the same, same level that they are in. So it gives them a sense of, hey, I'm helping the community, helping myself at the same time, and giving back.
0: And I guess we're talking about touching lives here. That uh, can't really put a monetary value on that, I guess. All right,
3: huh? exactly. I mean, I, I'm a former AmeriCorps member. I've been AmeriCorps member for two years, and the experience I've gotten out of here is just wonderful. I, I mean, I'm helping teenagers and at the same time helping myself to get the experience to go out into the community and make a bigger difference with different organizations. So it's just a wonderful experience for anyone um, that wants to give back.
0: It's now, what, what, what sparked you to sign up?
3: Um, I, I grew up on the west side of Cleveland, and I see every day, my well, basically my friends that have the same problems, you know, that everybody else does. And uh, I took the initiative to say, wait a second, I need to help my friends out a little bit, so why not help the rest of the community and get out there and make a difference?
0: And, and you've been able to make a difference? Yes. Has it been easy?
3: Um, it's challenging. It's challenging, but the rewards are there. Um, now Westham has taken me on as a full-time employee um, to be a teen center associate, which is uh, basically helping out the teen center coordinator and running the teen centers. Um, it's real challenging, um, but you get gratification um, from the teens and from the people you work with.
0: Any special stories about being a volunteer that you could share with us?
3: <clears throat> um, well, there was a couple. Um, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, we had a couple students go into the St. Michael's Teen Center, which is on Clark and Scranton, um, and one of the girls was um, she was having suicidal, um, suicidal thoughts and, and other things like that, and her friend thought enough to go and ask us um, for help. So we went back and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, got our social workers involved and our therapist um, named Natalie Dernigan involved with um, our outreach workers and got her some help. And she comes back almost every day thanking us uh, for getting out of that. She doesn't have any more thoughts like that. And she's happy now and she's living with the people she should be living with and she comes back to thank us almost every day. And you, make a, you get a strong bond with these kids. These kids touch your lives more than they, that we touch theirs. I can tell my, personally, my personal experience. They touch my lives. And if I, if I was to ever stop doing this, I'd miss, miss the kids very much.
0: That sounds good to me. Anything else you'd like to add that we didn't touch on?
3: I just want to give you a couple, um, <clears throat> couple contact information. Uh, we have our website, www.americorps.org. Okay. And for more information, just call 216 651 2037. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Karam Hasrooni of the Westside Ecumenical Ministry telling us about their AmeriCorps program. This is FM 995 WGAR. Up next, the Canton Hospital sparks a drive to save babies. You're listening to Sunday Digest with Ken Robinson. Hey, before we go any further, have you heard about how long it takes to get a college degree here in Ohio? Many Ohio college and university students are taking longer than four years to get that four-year bachelor's degree. That's according to a new study by the Ohio Board of Regents. On
1: average, students are taking four and a half years to complete a baccalaureate degree. On average, they're taking 3.8 years to complete an associate degree.
0: Rob Sheehan, associate vice chancellor of the Ohio Board of Regents.
1: The campus that seems to have the most students completing in a timely way is Miami University. Students are completing their undergraduate degree in 3.7 years, and that's understandable, given that they're almost entirely a residential population of fairly young students. Ohio State University is 4.5 years. That's understandable in light of lots of career opportunities, lots of opportunities for internships and co-ops and working while students are going to school.
0: And where are students taking the longest to get their degrees? It's a
1: cluster of four-year campuses. Cleveland State the University, or Youngstown State University, and the University of Akron, where students are completing their degrees in 5.3 years. And that means that many of these students are not going full-time, particularly toward the end of their degree program.
0: But of course, it's getting that degree that really counts.
1: Your credits are good forever, and if you've begun a undergraduate degree, whether it be a two-year or a four-year degree, even many years ago, those credits still count, and they will be accepted in total by colleges and universities, and you can still
0: complete that degree. Rob Sheehan, Associate Vice Chancellor of the Ohio Board of Regents. I'm Ken Robinson, and you're listening to Sunday Digest on FM 99.5 WGAR. Mercy Medical Center in Canton was one of the first hospitals in Ohio to provide a safe haven for newborn babies who have been abandoned by their mothers. Andy Gankowski is a hospital spokesman. He joins us on the line now. Andy, this is an effort to keep troubled moms from leaving their infants to die.
4: Yes, uh, this program. Uh program, A Secret Safe Place for Newborns, is based on a program in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, We've worked with our local prosecutors and social service agencies to uh, create the program. And uh, parents can bring a newborn uh, three days old or younger uh, who is unharmed to Mercy Medical Center's emergency room and uh, drop off the baby with no questions asked. Uh, The prosecutor has agreed that he will not prosecute for abandonment. Uh, if uh, if the baby is unharmed,
0: now what happens to the baby after it's dropped off?
4: Um, the baby will be uh, medically evaluated and cared for here at Mercy. Uh, then the um, Star County Job and Family Services uh, Department uh, will take custody of the baby, but they're hoping to place the baby in adoption uh, as soon as possible.
0: Why the need for such a program?
4: Well, here in Star County, we've had uh, two. Uh, abandoned babies who were discovered dead in the last few years. Um, uh, Statistics say there probably are more that are never discovered. And uh, we just felt as part of our mission as a Catholic hospital that it was important for us to be a leader in in taking part in this program.
0: You say probably more that were never discovered? uh, Right. Situations where mothers are... Disposing of their their babies and
4: yes uh the the babies that were discovered here in Star County, one was found in a landfill, apparently dropped into a, the trash, another was in a high school restroom, and they were both found dead. Um, there may be uh, babies who are being um, discarded that were, that will never be found, and uh that's why we want to make this option available so that um mothers don't have to panic uh if uh, let's say they've hidden their pregnancy their family doesn't know about it uh they have an option it's totally anonymous and um no questions will be asked
0: we have cases like that in the Cleveland area uh, every once in a while in fact uh several this year i guess where uh babies were found uh, abandoned uh, dead uh, that kind of thing any idea why why women do these do these things
4: well in most cases i believe it's uh where a woman is pregnant, she uh, has hidden her pregnancy, perhaps uh, for uh, maybe her family would not approve, perhaps it's a teenager, uh, and um, uh, she feels she has no option that she can't keep the baby. And so this program gives an option uh, that there's a place where the baby can be safe and can, be, can have a normal uh, life with an adoptive family uh, with, with the, uh, without the uh, mother facing fear of prosecution
0: i would imagine that this would be a tremendous relief to women who maybe have an unwanted pregnancy a relief that they don't have to do something drastic
4: that's our hope we hope that they will see this as an option to do the right thing uh... they can do it uh, totally anonymously and um, they won't have the guilt um, that might be uh, involved if uh... if they were to uh, abandon the baby and the baby uh... died
0: now often there is a tremendous shortage of adoptive parents. Uh, Adoption agencies frequently have trouble finding parents for babies that don't have homes and children that don't have homes. Are you worried about there being a problem with finding parents for babies that might be dropped off?
4: Well, we're hoping that uh, here in Starr County, uh, there are um, Catholic Charities is uh, an adoption agency that has pledged to try to work with the program. Uh, in uh, in uh, getting uh, an adoptive family uh, as soon as possible for some of the babies. Otherwise, they would go to foster care, but the goal is to try to have them adopted into a, st- a stable home as soon as possible.
0: It's called the secret safe place for newborns. Right. Tell us what it's like. Well, what is the environment like? Is it like a regular nursery?
4: It is exactly the regular nursery. Uh, when a baby would be brought in, uh, the emergency department staff would uh, evaluate the baby. We uh, have uh, our house pediatrician would uh, would evaluate the baby as well. Uh, the baby would then be admitted to our newborn nursery, and um, usually if uh, if it is good, in good health, uh, within three days, it would probably be discharged to um, a foster family. And
0: the baby gets top-flight medical care just like any other baby.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. There's only one standard of care that we provide, and that's uh, the baby would get the best of care.
0: Well, thanks very much for the interview. Thank you, Ken. The voice of Andy Gankowski, spokesman for Mercy Medical Center in Canton, telling us about their secret safe place for newborns, which has sparked other hospitals around the state to provide similar safe havens for abandoned infants. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Sunday Digest.
1: This has been Sunday Digest with WGAR's Ken Robinson. A public affairs presentation of 99.5 WGAR. The views and opinions expressed on the show were those of the participants and not necessarily those of WGAR, its staff, and management. Join us next week for another edition of Sunday Digest.
0: Due to popular demand, Panoramic Lifestyle Clothing is expanding their line of celebrated quality t-shirts. Check out the new horse and trauma tees for men, the rebellion and vampire tees for women, and the rose and rebellion crop tees for kids. Plus, your old favorites are still there, like the Panoramic Tiger and the Panoramic Virtual Reality and UFO. Remember, Panoramic is a vision that moves in all directions at plclothing.store. There are forces that don't want you to vote, especially if you're young, old, or a minority. They're putting up obstacles to keep you from the ballot box. Know your rights and register to vote. You can do it quickly and easily online at plclothing.store. Take a stand and let your voice be heard. Panoramic Lifestyle Clothing, where a vision moves in all directions.